I am here with Stephen Chong, author of The Afterlife, A Journey To. Stephen, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Oh, thank you for having me, Matt. It's a, it's a pleasure to, to meet you across so many miles of of, of, of water. <laughs> it, it is. It is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for people who don't know where you're from, where where are you? Tell, tell them where you're from. Um, you can probably tell from the accent that I'm Australian. That's not hard. Yes. But we, we live in Cairns, which is, if you could picture the, the peak on the east coast of Australia. So it's probably, uh, you know, just a wee bit, it's tropical rainforest that we live in. Um, but it's, it's virtually the northeast corner of, of Australia. Yeah. Beautiful part of the world. It, it is a beautiful part of the world. And I am uh, in Chicago where it's much colder and much snowier. Um, but I'm, like I said, <laughs> really, really. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's about 27 degrees outside. I don't know if you can see slightly out through the window. I see, I see the sun. It looks very nice. <laughs> it looks very nice. But anyways, I'm very excited for our conversation uh, tonight. Um, so to, you know, to get started, you know, tell us what is your book about? Oh man, it's it was quite a it's quite a unique story um, from the point of view that it's a it, it's a it's a journey for the reader. It's a journey through and into heaven. So you get to see and experience through the reading the the many portals and, and levels within heaven. I, I equate it to a like a scenic railway tour through uh, through the different levels of, of, of heaven, which makes it, I guess, quite unique. Um, I, I, I guess that the other thing which is most profound about the book is, is that it gives us a glimpse of heaven consequential of what we do on earth. So our eternal life is revealed by virtue of the things that we have done. On, on earth. So uh, it, it was, I must say, it was, we'll get into this further, but it was a beautiful book to, to write because, I, you know, I saw things and the pictures and the, I you call it the visions, which we'll talk about later, but it was, was a lovely book to write. Yeah, there is a, a lot there to go into much more depth. Uh, you know, you mentioned the the layers of heaven, the consequences of earth in heaven, um, just the process of writing it. And another part of your book that I thought was very unique and, and I think helpful was it was written in the format of a novel. So tell us, why did you choose to write this book in the form of a novel? And what's the storyline that we uh, get to see heaven through? Uh, it's an interesting question. I'm a storyteller by heart, and but the 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 inspiration for the story gestated oh probably two or three years ago. I, I'd written a short story um, after it was at the time when all these horrendous news was uh, coming out about the abuse within our institutions, religious and otherwise. And I remember feeling really, really upset about you know. So, what was happening so at that time I wrote a short story about the, the consequences for the perpetrators of of that abuse and also for those that suffer um, but like any like any good short story it stayed in my pc I didn't do anything with it but about uh, that mid last year it was like um you know 
in my head, it's going, there's more, there's more, I've got to tell you more. So I go, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I bought into the, you know, you sort of open up, tune the frequency and said, okay, let's, let's write it. I don't know what we're going to write. I have no idea. Uh, so I, I, I sat down and it was, Matt, it was like a, a cascade and opening the, the, the floodgates. I, every time I sat, I saw these pictures and colours and heard this music and I, I did my best to like taking dictation, but I had to describe what I saw. So, and every, every I had no, no idea where the story was going. There was no storyline, no, no, no character development, none of that. I just sat and then it just evolved. And as I say, it was like taking dictation, trying to describe the, the beauty and the wonder that I saw. Now, I hope I've done that justice in the writing, but that's how it, that's how it unfolded. Good for you. I mean, writing a book is not easy. It's, it's a lot of time. I mean, what was your hope or expectation going into this? And was there any part of you that was nervous? Like, you know, why, why am I spending my time writing this book if, and I'm not even sure what it's going to be about? No, no. The, the, the amazing thing about, I find, and to me, it's a, it's a process. So I, I, I buy in, if you will, to the, to the writing process. I go to school, okay, you want me to write this? It's like this buildup in, <laughs> yeah. in my head. Um, I say, okay, I'm in, you know, we're going to write this thing. But then it becomes a process of what I call trust and willingness. So I trust implicitly that the message or the story or whatever it is will be there. And it never fails. It, it was always there. And then I have to have a... Uh, a, a willingness to uh, go through the process and, and let it unfold and, and, and get the message out, if you will, which is you know, what we do. So, but trust is the key. I, I, like, I would always ask a, a pertinent question like, what the hell am I going to write about that? <laughs> but with that question, yes, the answer was always there. And, you know, when, after I wrote, say a, uh, a chapter or whatever, I would read it back and go, whoa, man, where did that, where did that come from? I had no idea, no idea. So to me, it's a gift. That's great. That's great. Good for you for trusting and, you know, taking that leap of faith. And, you know, tell us what came out of this. You know, when you talk about a book about the different layers of heaven or the afterlife, what is the afterlife like or in your book how is the afterlife depicted or portrayed that's a very good question it was based on with the two central characters that were there uh, and let me give you a bit of background with that there was a, a young man who was uh, abused under the auspices of clergy who who committed suicide and was stuck in purgatory we don't want to even go into the horrors of that but the, the other character was uh, what I call the, the bishop, or, or his name was Isaiah. He was a bishop of the sea under whose insouciance these abuses occurred. Now, he wasn't a perpetrator, but he, he turned a blind eye. But the story unfolds as their relationship in heaven, they basically save one another, if you will, by, by the virtue of forgiveness and love that they discover 
they 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 then transit or, or move through different layers of heaven as their relationship unfolds in, into into beauty and love. So so from the crucible of, of the hurt and pain that they both endured, their their story evolves into the and so they kind of like just got to move up through the layers of heaven and see and and I had to describe what they saw and where they were taken. But fundamentally it's their ongoing relationship between yeah this this uh, terrible situation on earth as it moves into heaven and the forgiveness and love that they experience from the divine. That sounds that sounds pretty powerful. And you know you talk about them moving through different layers um you know do they experience different layers i mean is their experience of the afterlife different oh yes oh yes man let me let me give you a, a couple of examples that come to mind um the bishop isaiah is taken into to to be shown the the nether what are called the nether regions the lower areas where god how do i begin to describe this there are these vortices of power that entrapped um unrepentant souls if you think of the uh the seven deadly sins you know power greed lust those sorts of things entrap the soul uh so the, the, unless they repent um that they're, stu they're stuck there he's shown this and it's like that's his vision of let's call it hell for want of a better word but he sees this and there are I could describe what I saw with these big vortices of power holding these souls entrapped. But there are angels. There were angels waiting for them to say, "Oh, you know, I'm, repent," then then they are taken out of this vortex, the vortex, vortex, and they're taken on to other you know, to evolve in other areas. That was that was just one of the one of the things where these these uh, these characters were taken. Um, the other one, I, I, I don't know if you remember uh, chapter four, where there, he was taken to a, a, like a, a big coliseum and an arena. And I'm seeing this like, what the looks is? And around the coliseum with all these beautiful souls, colors beyond the imagining, yeah. multitude of souls. But what are they here for? And in the in the center of this arena were these uh, lounge chairs or, or uh, you know sort of yeah lounge suites, and were brought in were uh, decrepit souls. You know they were ill or deformed, and, and I'm writing this now. What the? And so and the, the soul was laid out on the bed, or a number of them, and then into the into the arena came this beautiful angelic being and and what he did was manipulate this magnetic ball of i guess you'd call it light and it shone into the power of this light magnetism i guess shone into these souls and oh yeah, I'm, I'm writing the scene this, and then yeah, the, the 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 angel left, and the souls they were completely reborn. They were healed. Wow! So they were relieved of the burdens that they 
brought through into heaven. But the interesting thing about that, that experience was what I learned from that is that souls uh, do not bear the, the illness and deformities caused by others. So if I, if I did something to you that caused you harm and, and say deformity or something, or I won't get into topics. No, I gave you a, a poison or a vaccine that hurt you or something. You know? <laughs> uh, so you would not bear that, that, that crux of, of hurt and pain into heaven. That gets relieved from you. I bear the consequences of that action because I, I caused it. I did it oh. to you. That's what I understood from, from that healing and, arena. And when you say that you bear the consequences of this, you know, tell us a little bit more about that. What are those consequences that the, the perpetrator would bear? Let me give an example of that. What I, what I, again, what I saw was when, when a soul moves through uh, the, the I, I saw mist, so they come through the portal into heaven. And they are robed in some in really bright, beautiful colours that you couldn't even begin to describe. But others are uh, robed in uh, dark brown, like Hessian. And what I understand from the writing is that by virtue of what one has done in life, you become robed. It's like like the aura, and you, you can't like yeah. change clothes. Change clothes. <laughs> this is what you are, yeah. and you're bearing the consequences of your life's actions. If they were, if you were bad or you're errant, then you've got a bit of karma to unfold. And the color of your robes designates the the pathway you take. So, light beings like you get taken up to higher levels. But there are others who have to go into areas that are uh, a little bit more challenging. Is that's the way I? Yeah. The way I, I saw it. Right. Does that make sense? It yeah it, it it does. I mean what I'm what I'm hearing is that these these there's different realms depending on some of your actions that you've taken in an earthly life. So if your earthly life, if you've made an an action um that cause harm to someone for example then you would experience um not necessarily the harm that you cause but you would experience the consequence that you would you have like Correct. a karmic consequence that you have to ex experience or acknowledge um, whereas the, the and then the other person would no longer experience that harm when they're in in heaven yeah, absolutely after um, I, yeah, i'm sorry i hope i go back between afterlife and heaven i'm not sure which word you prefer but uh i'll, I'll use afterlife because that's the that's the title yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. okay well the, the 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 example of that that comes to mind i must say is i'm not giving away chapters of the book here which is all good uh -huh. but the father the young man who was abused uh, after he, he evolves to these hot, much higher beautiful levels and he experiences so much but he gets to a point where he, there he, he's in denial about um, the one main crucible, the thing that happened, the, the abuse that happened in yeah. his life. So um, he, what he has to do with 
I say it, the bishop, they go down uh, and they are aware that the, uh, the, his abuser is in heaven. Yeah. He's locked in heaven in a, in a darkness so profound and he, he does not want to be found, you know, because he knows that there's people out there who want to do him harm. So he's locked in this, I guess you'd call it like a dungeon or dark, darkness and, you know, noises and strength, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, Athar travels, traverses down to these levels with his heart full of forgiveness and he actually forgives the perpetrator and that releases that perpetrator from that dungeon. So it was his love and ability to forgive that enabled this soul to move out of his prison. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, quite, quite profound, but, you know, the, the, the central issue was this, despite all the hurt and pain that he had endured in life, he was able to forgive through the love that he had discovered through heaven's different yeah. levels. That's uh, that's pretty powerful, and so I mean, you know, I've I've got to. I mean, I'm just curious. Like, are these, you know, I know you've written this in the form of a novel uh, based on some of the visions that you or visions or ideas that came to you or inspiration. Are, are these ideas that ideas that you believe, or is this just part of the story that you're writing? Uh, I, Matt, I've got to tell you that I've come to believe what I what I saw. Now, I mean, I, I understand very well that there are burdens of proof required when dealing with a topic such, uh, so profound as yeah. talking about heaven. I understand that very well. And I, I'm sure there'll be some uh, abrasion up against religious orthodoxy. Yeah. Um, but, and let me perhaps give you a point of comparison. I mean, you, know, you and I know, know well, there are many books written about near-death experience and many, many beautiful experiences have been had. But to me, they are glimpses. So it's like being taken to a, to a mountaintop to see what's in the vista. Yeah. But in this case, of course, we're being taken through. So we're experiencing that, that those heavens levels ourselves by, by being there. Um, but I guess the, the other thing that's important about uh, uh, being in, the, in a story format is that the reader is able to then experience their own different levels through the process. I mean, they, they might read that, the story literally or, 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 or get some, uh, you know, some allegorical information out of it. But the, the real depth of the story comes when they experience like a, uh, a metaphysical understanding. So they understand the universal law. Uh, uh, what you sow, so shall you reap is a universal law of heaven. But even through the readings, they can then delve further into a mystical experience where they can, where the reader can experience their own truth. It's like that aha moment. You go, right. whoa, I got, man, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. So that, that's the benefit. That's the beauty of such as this being in story form, I think, because it reveals the readers, the, you and I's innermost in, in truth. Yeah, I think that that does help. And I mean, obviously, with such a topic like, you know, 
heaven or the afterlife, you know, this is such a, ultimately it's a topic you take on faith. And, you know, if your story can add to that level of faith, um, but it definitely gives people something to think about. Um, did you, did you, did your personal beliefs change before and after you wrote this? Uh, it's a good question, Matt. Uh, I, I wouldn't say my beliefs have changed, but they've, it's like the colors are enhanced. Um, you know, life becomes more vibrant. Every moment is filled with grace and love. You, you see the music in everything. Now, as that's for me, um, that's what's happened. So I wouldn't say my, my beliefs have changed, although I must say that I now hold no fear, you know, you know, of course, with the transition process, there's always grief associated with loss. But from a from a personal point of view, I now hold absolutely no fear or trepidation about because I know what I move to by virtue of a life well lived, with a couple of mistakes in there. <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I know what awaits. So it takes the fear of that fear out of that you know your transition process. And by the way, as you notice. I get towards the sunset of my, you know, grey hair and <laughs> a little bit, a little bit older. So these things become a bit more relative. But, but I, I now have no no fear of that transition process. None. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, and so you know, what would what would you say to people who do have either a fear of their own death or or they're just sad thinking about the possibility of uh, one of their loved ones um, passing away or dying soon? Maybe if we, we, we look, let me give you an experience of that. Uh, one of the most profound parts of the book for me was there were a couple, one in particular where Athar was taken, the main character was taken to a school. And so what, I'm, what I saw was it's beautiful, I don't know, buildings of marble and colonnades and stuff and it gets taken into this school and I'm like in my logical head I'm going what the and it was a school where young children who have left life early are taken to and nurtured by the by the love of the father I, I can't even begin to, to describe how these let's call them young fledglings uh, are loved and maintained so uh, even if the relationship between the parent and the child was a bit fractious, that, that child that has left Earth you know, early is loved so unconditionally that it's, it's hard, hard to describe. So I, I, I saw this and I felt the love that was being given to these children. So if one knows that, then, of course, it... it if it even takes away a partial bit of the grief and hurt to know that your child lost early is so nurtured by the love of the father that you go, oh, okay, I've lost, but my child is nurtured and going to be nurtured to their prime. So it hopefully that relieves some of the, the pain and the, and the anguish of loss. Yeah, when, when, when I when I read when your thoughts on that, 
um, it was it was very touching, you know, um, just to, to, you know, think about that. It's always very sad to think about losing someone you love, but to know that they would be loved for and taken care of. Um, it's also provides some level of comfort. Um, and, you know, I'm also curious too, just to hear your thoughts. It sounds like there, if I understand your writings, it sounds like there's different layers that people go through. Um, they have a chance to either um, forgive or grow or evolve or repent. Um, mm -hmm. And now let's say after they get through these different layers, um, then do they, do they reach a point of just kind of like peace or contentment where they've gone through these layers and they can just uh, enjoy mm -hmm. being with their family and friends? It's, it's, a, it's a very profound question that what there, there was a point uh, or don't ask me what chapter I can't remember. <laughs> but Azar and the bishop taken to me what in the in the book I call him the master because I, I couldn't get his name. All the other characters, I got their name very clearly. This one I had I had to call him the master because I had no name. So they meet this master and they're taken up to the magnificent levels of you can't even begin to describe the you know where they were taken but they were both asked and it was like well i'll paraphrase here a bit you can stay where you are and you will be totally loved by god you know no problem stay where you are we're all good you'll be loved eternally but if you wish there there is more you can still evolve there is more wow. for you to do so it becomes a choice. It was for them, it was a choice. Yeah. But that was a very profound moment for both of the characters. Um, and they chose to evolve and, yeah. and, and, and see more things. But yes, you can be very content with, with, with where you are. And so if you are in that state of contentment, you know, I know there's no way to know, but what do you, I mean, what do you think that's like? Do you think you just spend that time with your loved ones, just in a state of, of harmony and peace, just being able to communicate and connect with them on a spiritual level? Yes. Yes. I, I think that's absolutely correct. Matt. And, and, when the interesting, and I had trouble describing this because um, in, in heaven, of course, love is the key. We are connected by love. Yeah. Uh, but, thoughts are how they communicate now i had to write what words that they said <laughs> but the the what's in the heart is the connection to that other spirit so but it's how you think it be, you become so yeah. if you wanted to be with somebody you were there cool huh yeah that's very cool that's <laughs> it's very cool and <laughs> So, I mean, and then, you know, this is probably a silly question, but I mean, do you think people are able to play uh, baseball or golf or go fishing? I, I, I didn't see, I must say, I didn't see sports of any kind. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did see uh, areas like lakes and, okay. uh, and fish and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't, so I can't really comment. I didn't see the games of sport. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect that, that's probably not competitive <laughs> sports. Maybe not. But hey, what do I know? Do. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and and then this also, I, I was also wondering too. Just you know, what role does what role do you think reincarnation plays in all of this? 
it's a topic that I, I wasn't shown, I, I must say, and it, it's one that occupied thought. Um, I take myself out of the book now because reincarnation does not form a part of the of the book. It's the, the soul's evolution remains yeah. in heaven, but one could then well imagine that a soul to evolve further had to has to return to earth to experience or to unwind some of the the karma that's been been accumulated to to ex express. A, a new purpose. I could very much believe in that, but that I, I, I'm not sure whether it was with deliberate intent by the spirits that gave me the book. But uh, uh, reincarnation did not really come into the into the context of the story. I see. And then, and how about too? Just you know, taking this on a on a practical, um, more day-to-day -day experience. I mean, it sounds like for you, this is really, it's, it's reduced your fear. It's given you a heightened experience. It sounds like of, of, of love and connection. Um, but, you know, what about just, you know, people who are still, still struggling? I mean, they, they're not, they're not really at a place in their life where they can really even begin to fully contemplate the love of, of heaven when they're, you know, in a, in a bad, in a bad relationship, or they don't like their job, or they're struggling to pay their bills. Um, I mean, yeah. they're just trying oh, to, to yeah. I mean, you know, how, how does this, how can they take this message when they're just trying to, to make, survive in our world today? Okay, yeah, very, let, let, let's give that answer through two perspectives. Um, if one knew the, the let, let's say from the negative, and we go to the positive afterwards, and the negative, if you knew, and let's stay with the topic of, of abuse, although it's a difficult topic, if you knew the, the darkness and torment that awaited one in a life eternal from actions that you've done on earth, would that not persuade you from doing right. Yeah. So yeah. from that point of view, I, you know, if you look at that, oh God, I better, I, I'm not going to do that because then we're all good. We've stopped some air in action. But the the other aspect, I would hope that people can get out of the readings, is that the, the is the link with the divine is totally personal. So when we face these issues of difficulties and life traumas and dramas and stuff, tune in. We are never absent the divine. They are always there to help. Uh, without exception, 24-7 is the way I see it. So if, if, if a reader of the book got nothing else out and just know that they are loved so dearly by the Heavenly Father, that they can tune in and they are these guardian, you remember reading about the guardian angels, um, they are there to help. So for me, it becomes with that knowledge, with that knowing that they are there all the time at our, like at our disposal, but to, to assist. All we have to do is tune in to ask and to, to listen. Now, my, you know, my listening's 
you're, you're better at it than me, but my listening's a bit intermittent. Um, but the tune in to know that they are these, the guidance and love of spirit that is there all the time to help us. Yeah, I, I get that. I think that's a good, that's a good point. Um, I mean, yeah, that, thank you for sharing that. I think that that's a very, very helpful. Um, and, I, you know, I'm also curious too, I mean, some of these, some of these messages in your book, you know, how did your, are, are kind of controversial. I mean, how did your, how did your family and friends react to this when you said, I'm writing a book about the afterlife in heaven? <laughs> well, um, my, I, I'm, a, I'm a blessed man, Matt, because I have the most um, deepest, and I think I mentioned in the, in right in the forward of the book that I now understand what happened to Samson when they cut his hair, because he lost his strength. Um, but for, for me, uh, my family is the core to my strength and where I, the love resides to me. So, you know, we're very fortunate here. So, you know, we're beautiful uh, wife and kids. And I have mother and sister about 200 metres up the road. <laughs> so we're a very tight family unit. So they, they, they indulge me. They know when I'm uh, locked in the little cocoon writing and they leave me alone. <laughs> um, but I'm a very fortunate man. That's, that's great. That's great. And I mean, would you, would you, did, have, did you get any sort of pushback on the book or do you see it as controversial at all? Oh, uh, it, it, it's, it's certainly, it's, I, I have no intention for it to be controversial, but for me, the way I see it is it's a message whose time has come. Yeah. So I have to put it out there. I mean, people are going to push back on it and they might give me a bit of grief over it. Um, I, I, would, I would half expect that. I mean, let, let me give you an example. Uh, a very dear friend of mine who is a very devout Catholic and he's the most beautiful man. Uh, and I asked him to, to, to read the book and write an endorsement for it. And I knew I was going to challenge his orthodoxies, but he's such a lovely man that he something triggered in him that opened him up to some of the messages. He you know, he's, not, he's still very, very devout. Uh, which is kind of cool, but it did open up a little pathway to say there are other possibilities, there are other other things that need to be learned here. So if if a book has done that at one level, I'm good. If it stopped some errant actions from occurring, I'm even better. Um, but uh, the con you know controversy, I guess, is sometimes you know can be positive. Let's have the discussion. Let's can we talk yeah. About this? And I mean, yeah, good for you for opening that discussion. I mean, at the very least, I mean, I wish more people would be willing to have these conversations. It's just like, you know, people don't aren't willing to have them and when they have them, it becomes divisive. So, you know, good for you for, you know, at the very least, hopefully this opens up some good yeah, conversations. Yeah, I mean, at, at a deeper level, Matt, you think about what the essence of the book is or the crucible of it is, uh, of abuse within our institutions and the insouciance of those that have not been willing to be open to the truth. Yeah. So if one is able to then discuss what happens to those souls in heaven consequential of those actions, well, I'm all in favour of the discussion. So let it be so. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and too, I think one thing I'm hearing at the like heart of your writing is just the importance of, of forgiveness. 
And I mean, that's definitely something that, 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 you know, we all can apply to our, to our lives, especially in yes. times like in, now. In fact, you know, as I think about it, they, that was the forgiveness was the key to involvement, I guess, if I encapsulate it like that. Yeah. So a soul's ability to forgive themselves and others was uh, enabled them to move to different or higher levels, if you will, and yeah. release them from burdens of, of, of anger and resentment you know shedding that but it was the forgiveness that was the key yeah i mean could you talk a, a, a little bit about forgiveness i mean because i i think it's a very important and helpful process to go through but it can be very challenging for some people i mean can you talk a little bit or if you have any like personal examples um if not that's okay but just you know more in general too there's some of the challenges of forgiveness but also some of the rewarding aspects of it yeah, um, I'm trying to think of examples in the book, and I gave you one about the forgiveness of, of the perpetrator of yeah. the abuse, which I think was, was the key. But it, it, forgiveness seems to release the anger and resentment that one's built up in the self. So if, you know, if somebody's done something to you that you know you find a bit nasty, it's not affecting them, you thinking, you know about hate or malice or whatever revenge it's not hurting them to yourself right yeah so in some ways by forgiving the other it releases those burdens of 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 resentment that, that our thought process within the self so it releases you to to so I, I, the analogy might be is if 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 your your, your heart bucket is full of you know, oh, I want to get them, or I, got, you know, I hate them, or whatever. The divine can't get in. Yeah, it's just it blocks. It blocks that stuff you. Go. Yeah, and it hurts. Let you. the light. I guess the light. Let the light come in. It's probably another one. Another way yeah. to put it. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts you more than the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Fine. That makes sense. Well, and, and tell us, tell us a little bit more about um, just the logistics of the book. When. When is it coming out? Where can we get it? Oh, very good question. Uh, the question's on notice. <laughs> um, it, it's due out October, November this year. It's, I, I was originally hoping that it would be about June or July, but it, it, okay. the period's been extended. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to, you know, if people want to contact me via, just get on my website and they can drop me a line and I'll, I'll pre-order a book or, or, or reserve a book for them. Um, but we're still, uh, you know, six months away from hitting the, hitting, it'll be available through all the bookstores and Amazon. And that, okay. You know, and places. I, and I will, I will write the, I will write your website um, in the blog post so they have it, but tell people what is your website um, and what's the best way to, to, to get to you. Oh, uh, www.stephen, Stephen with a PH, step hen, <laughs> <laughs> stephenchong.com.au. Yeah. Or um, you know, uh, they can email me, pardon me, email me on all lowercase spchong10 at gmail.com. Just right. drop me a line, and I'll, right. you know, I'll be happy to you know reserve books or whatever. I'll I'll put, I'll definitely put that in. Um, well, we've covered a lot of pretty fascinating <laughs> topics tonight. Um, I mean, was, was there anything else that you were hoping to get to or any follow-up comments that you wanted to make? 
Oh, Matt, no, thank you. Thank you and to your listeners too for, for, for sharing, you know, your time and space. Um, you know, for me, when I, 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 I know the beauty of the writing and I know the effect it has on oneself, but now, you know, it's, as, as I mentioned before, it's time that the message goes out there and people can read for themselves the beauty that I saw and, and, and experienced, the colours, the music, the, 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 the sights. You know, I'm sure I didn't do them justice in the book. I just did my best. Yeah. But, you, know, uh, you know, like uh, colours, we, we see colours of the rainbow. I'm seeing colours at ten times, tenfold. Oh, you know, wow. that, that I've got how do how do I describe that? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so all grace to people who read the book and they experience the same thing and and as say if they get a little bit out of it or or, or a lot then I, I'm a happy man. Well, I mean, I really appreciate you sharing these messages and sharing your time with us. It, it's a very inspiring message. It's a very inspiring book. You know, again, and it also just not only does it make you contemplate our afterlife for heaven and bring us some hope and joy but it also makes uh help me realize you know how do i want to live my life today so that i am um prepared for that um yes. so stephen thank you very much for uh your time and sharing your uh insights and wisdom with us it was a it was a real joy and a real pleasure no, it's a pleasure and thank you to to you and your listeners i appreciate it very much all right. Well, this has um, been Matt Welsh with Spiritual Media Blog. And tonight I've had Stephen Chong, author of The Afterlife, A Journey To. Please visit his website. Um, Stephen, thanks again so much for having us, for being here tonight. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. All the best. All right. All right.